coming at you live way too fucking early on a Saturday morning because Hot Take Tommy is now an old man. It's the Sons of Honarchy podcast with one of your original co-hosts back on the airways. It's Steve-O at Drunk Shy Sox Fan on Twitter. And Hot Take Tommy. So, Steve, I absolutely butchered the opening. without. I just didn't do it. I just didn't do the opening last week. Uh, it was so bad. Anyway, all this brought to you by... Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Well, on this episode of the Sons of Honarchy podcast, <laughs> we are going to talk about <laughs> our uh, incredible trade deadline. Um, <laughs> Johnny Cueto being the greatest of all time. Mini Minoso again. And buy or sell. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. All this is brought to you by us. Make sure you rate, subscribe, review. We are your favorite four-star podcast, so make sure you mash that four-star yes. button. I yes. think we're currently sitting at four point one. Bring us yes. back to bring us back to reality, folks. We are just a four-star podcast. Take us down to earth, please, Tommy. I'm glad that you admitted to saying that you fucked up the intro last week because yeah. I was well, listening while to it. Up the intro. <laughs> or what was this? Was that last week? It was last week. It was last um, week. Last week. Yeah. But you know, I was listening to it and, and Willie kudos to Willie for doing a great job yeah, just being on here yeah, and putting up with you. Um, <laughs> semi supporter and listener of the podcast, Alex rude um, okay. said that uh, listener semi supporter, I think is the best. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, but Alex said that uh, Willie was taking over for me, um, that this was uh, this was basically like a coup and that he was going to be the new co-host. And I said, you know what? That would be great. However, I don't know if t- uh, Willie can keep up with Tommy and deal with all of his nonsense. So I said, Willie's a nice guy, but I don't know how much he can deal with you. (laughs) You're like, I I don't want to give up the babysitting responsibilities. Um, I don't don't want to put this on anybody else out here. (laughs) What can I say? I'm a martyr for the people. Yes, Um, yes, you are. How how noble noble of you. Let me say, go back to this intro part. It's an art form. It is an art form. It's a whole ass thing, man. You got to make sure that you knock it out. Like it's it's Mm -hmm. something that's running in your head and you move from one thing to the next to the next. You drop off and you pick up right back at the right spots. I mean, it's it it takes some skill. It's glad that you recognize that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's a it's a real thing, man. You got to memorize it. You got to know. You got to execute, more, most importantly. Yes, execution is everything. Um, speaking <laughs> of executing, I, I would like to execute. I would like to execute Rick Hahn right now. Um, oh! It's, uh, it's kind of like, a, that's almost like a Brian Kellyism right there. Remember when he talked about how yes, uh, yeah, he, he made that comment about executing his players? He thought it was for, so funny, too. He, like, waited for, like, the reporter to laugh. And it was like, no. <laughs> no, Brian. <laughs> Nobody's fan- going to laugh at that. Fantastic. <laughs> um, but no, no. I, um, I got to say this. I am very upset about Rick Hahn. And the trade deadline. I think some people already know that. Um, I made my thoughts very clear on uh, the last Believe in the South Side episode with uh, our friend Carrie. That's our new project. Yeah. Um, and I just, we both just absolutely went off on Rick Hahn and how this is supposed to be their championship window. And they are not taking advantage of the trade deadline and what was available. And really trying to make this team better 
that they're content with being men. 500, 500 ball club. 500 ball club. Exactly. <laughs> I, uh, well, that's see what's great about our new, you know, schedule, Steve's new schedule is that, you know, you can spout all that bullshit over there and then you can come here and get back to just worshiping Rick Han. We are nope. the sons of Han Arky, you know, we get excited about it, man. Um, and, and can are you ready? Are you ready for this? We need to rebrand this podcast. We need to now no longer be the sons of Hanarchy. That's how upset I am about Rick Han right now. I'm about to take one of these extra t-shirts that we have and light it on fire on my back deck. <laughs> it may be a fire hazard, but I might do it anyway. Yeah, it may be a fire hazard. It 100% is a fire hazard. Your deck is wood, bro. <laughs> like, it's not vinyl or some shit. <laughs> um okay so a little peek behind the curtain here uh are we gonna rebrand this podcast steve you're you're actually game for it i mean uh, you you sent you might be game for it too you sent me a link this morning called um, i gotta look it up uh the exact wording of it right now it'll take me a few seconds here um yes brian a microphone uh go fund me for a microphone stand would be a fantastic idea thank you so much and thank you for joining us live this morning brian <laughs> i appreciated brian's comments uh during the believe in the south side podcast as well uh, earlier this Incredible. week um but you sent me a link that said rebranding 101 everything <laughs> you need to know it sounds like you're ready and uh, to be on board with this change well, look, I'm just trying to fan the flames. That's I do this on occasion to fan the flames. However, comma, w the name is evergreen because whether or not we like this motherfucker, right? We are a product. Our fandom is is basically a product of what he's done. Well, maybe not a product of, but it's reliant on what he does, basically. So we had, we didn't know as much before we are not really tuned into pre-han socks life we're too we're too young right i so mean yes and no like, this is us this is this is fucking who i still we are. remember the kenny williams years pretty well you know you're, those you're are... still in them bitch <laughs> what i mean good mean? point what you mean very good point <laughs> sons, of, sons of kw here honestly i mean maybe <laughs> rick han is just a pawn He's uh <laughs> he's just a puppet in the system here. Jerry's a pawn too, bro. Kenny runs this shit. Kenny really runs this shit. No, I Jerry died ten years ago. I mean, how can Kenny... you even defend Rick Hahn at this point, though, Tommy? Yo, Jake like... Eakman has not given up a run, bro. Yo, I, he he straight up turned a roster crunch into Jake Deakman, the Cy Young reliever out the bullpen, bro. He's not going to give up a run as a White Sox. Yes, he will. He's going to give up a run. Tommy. He will not, Steve. That's our trade deadline acquisition. You ready to he, bet on that? He did it to the league, bro. You want to bet on that? No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> no, I okay, but okay. All jokes aside, I am mad that we didn't get something done because we, we we haven't gotten a, a lot of people have gotten the chance to talk about post trade deadline. We have not. So a lot of people are mad about the lack of, you know, the seat at the table bullshit like usual. The him coming in on and complaining about it being a seller's market. Well, yeah, no shit. It's the first year of expanded playoffs. People are excited. People want to buy. But look, all that to be said, the deal he made 
the deal that Rick Hahn made was a good one. He got rid of a player that, you know, he turned Zach Collins into Reese McGuire when we needed him. And then when Reese McGuire, you know, sorry, your services are no longer needed. When he was, you know, getting his way off the roster where we would have DFA'd him if, if we hadn't made this trade, he turned a guy that you were bound to DFA into a quality major league reliever. To call Jacob quality this year so far, outside of the two uh, innings that he's pitched for the White Sox so far, would be a stretch. Um, he ends up, he's barely, he's barely over four. If you think Joe Kelly's quality, if you think Joe Kelly's quality, he's been pitching and he's down I, getting his ERA to five, bro. I think recently he's been starts. quality. Recently he's been quality. Yes. That's for sure. Ever since the, the contract clause, you know, expired. <laughs> yes. Um, his, yes. what was that? Pre-July 1st contract clause. Yes. Right. Yes. Where he wasn't allowed to pitch in back-to-back games. Yes. Um, now he's at, fine. Oh. Absolute insanity. Um. No, hey, I, I credit I, to his agent, bro. Credit to his agent. Ridiculous. Well, no, he was garbage during that time. So, I mean, it's just it's absolutely insane to me that Rick Hahn is about to go out and make comments being like, we're going. I mean, the money was first and foremost, the money was spent. And I'll talk about that in a second. But the problem, you know, he's going to say, ask me after the parade and our championship <laughs> window is coming up and we're going to be competitive and we're going to be buyers and we're going to be aggressive um, when our time comes. And he's not aggressive. Absolutely not. Your biggest contract, bro. Your biggest contract is Yasmani fucking Grandal. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Four years, 78 million. You look at the rest of the teams around the league, a majority of them have at least one $100 million contract. And the White Sox still won't do that. If you want to dump that a little bit on Jerry, that's fine. But then again, if Rick Hahn's not going to be able to sign that $100 million guy, which, I mean, they had a seat at the table again, quote unquote, for Manny Machado, at least redirect those efforts to another good player. There have been other good players that you could redirect those efforts to. or that Shohei. Shohei, that was almost done. That was almost a done deal, Steve. Yeah, sure. I have a very hard time. I have a very hard time believing that uh, that Shohei was actually in the cards uh, for the White Sox. You know, we don't. They, have they did capital. not have enough. We don't have, to we give don't up have capital. And and if if they had enough to give up, it would have been guys from the starting roster. You would have seen Andrew Vaughn. Oh yeah, Mike. no, it would have had to be. Had it to would have been, been Andrew Vaughn, Michael Kopech, and and maybe somebody else. Uh, Luis Robert, bro, would have been gone. To replace but, Mike Trout's bad back in center. <laughs> you no. think it's a joke. I think that's what they were looking for. <laughs> no. Well, Luis is, is not going anywhere either. No, um, he better. No, he shouldn't be. But, you know, if you get a show, hey, I don't know. Right. But, let, I mean, let's be realistic with the options that were still on the table for the White Sox. They could have swept in and gotten Josh Bell outside of this before this Juan Soto thing happened. They could have gotten Jock. Want another fucking first baseman, Steve? Okay, fine. How about this? They could have. Well, how about a DH? Because Gavin Sheets is every day is not cutting it, and I'm tired of watching Andrew Vaughn play fucking right field. Can we talk about that too? It's absolute atrocity. Give Um, me Adam Angle or give me death, bro. That's where I'm at at this point. And Angle can't hit consistently on every. Don't give a shit. Don't give a shit. You absolutely should give nobody, a shit because nobody can hit consistently, Steve. You got Jose Abreu. You got I mean, do Austin I need to bring Abreu. up the stat again? Do I need to bring up the stat again that I said last night? Do it. Three for 32 with runners on base in these first two games against Texas. Okay. 
Mind you, I, but how do you really feel, Steve? You didn't go up against Jacob Degrom and Max Scherzer, okay? <laughs> Otto, I don't even know his first fucking name. Otto, and then the Raggins, the lefty that had never pitched before, the rookie lefty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, this whole <laughs> narrative that the White Sox hit lefties well is a lie. Now it does not it's, happen. They don't okay? hit well. Full stop. They just don't hit well. I think they're like a 500 ball club this year against lefty starters. I think I, they're a 500 ball club, Steve. Well, and that's just against lefty <laughs> starters. These lefties that are supposed I'm to be raking. Games, okay? Yes. Yeah. And the last two they lost against this 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 rookie from Texas whose name yep. I can't even remember. Point exactly. Ragged and, and Daniel Lynch. Fuck Daniel Lynch, bro. If I could, if there was one thing, fuck Daniel Lynch. Who's the who's the other motherfucker? Brad Keller. Fuck them both. I do not like the Royals, bro. I do not like them. Well, at least we lit Brad Keller's tits. On, that was that Tuesday, was right? Very, that was fantastic. Nice. I like that. Um, and they and they hopped on um, sinker guy. Sorry, Brady Singer. Brady Great Sinker. Bets. Brady they, Sinker is. They good. got to him early on uh, Wednesday, but. Even David Peralta, what Brian said mm-hmm. in the chat here. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you, Spag, obviously, for joining us live uh, in the Happy comments. to have you, as always. Um, just go out and get a lefty bat. That was something that was an absolute priority. And Rick Hahn said, nah, we're fine. Seller's right? market. They they probably, like, with Jock Peterson in particular, I think the only reason that Jock and, and uh, Rodon didn't get moved off the Giants, because they should have been selling. They sold somebody. Uh, uh, Darren Ruff, right, but... They probably were just asking too much for these guys because there's no other reason. They're both rentals. Well, wrote on with the opt-out clause. But, right. you know, they're not coming back, right? So why why wouldn't they have gotten rid of them? They mu- the asking price must have been too high. I mean, you could say that, but it, it's I just cannot wrap my head around the fact that even with what they have in the – these are rentals, right? And they're not Manny Machado rentals, okay? Right. It's not going to cost you a top 100 prospect. But I can but, guarantee but you. That may have been what they were asking. I can guarantee you right now that the Giants didn't want Colson Mont- or were not asking for Colson. Mont- I'm sure they wanted him, but they weren't asking for Colson Montgomery for freaking Jock Peterson, okay? here's really quick to address Brian. Dude, they just got fucking shellacked, swept, unceremoniously ousted at home by the Dodgers. Numbers numbers wise, sure, the wild card picture, but they are fucking terrible. They're really bad recently. All the goodwill they had at the beginning of the season, gone. Yeah, they should have sold even harder. Um, and they should have given us Jock Peterson. They should have just given him to us. But uh, let us let me put it to you this way. Arizona's going nowhere. Could have gotten David Peralta, but uh, you saw what Tampa Bay gave up for David Peralta, right? Yeah, that was bullshit. We should have we, we should have been in on that. The White Sox could have done that. Any team in the league could have done that. Yeah. Yes, it's true. I, well, I'll, I'll say this, though. You know, <clears throat> we're, we're going to be calling up Oscar Colas next year. To solve this fucking right field shit. So, you know. The fact that you bring up next year, I got a rag on you. This is going to be my first bone to pick today, Tommy. I got a bone to pick. I hope you're ready for it. My first bone to pick with you is that you, last week, when Willie P was in... In my spot, right? Actually, I think you were in my spot on the screen. And oh, yeah. Right? Technically, yes. Technicalities. Yes. 
I cannot believe that you said the White Sox should just pack it up for 2022. And I didn't say that. I said you, the you said they're not going to win the division. The, they're not, bro. They're not. That doesn't mean pack it up. Boo. What? Well, oh, oh, boo, boo yes, me. Boo. You got my fucking hopes up, you jackass. <laughs> like coming out of the gates of the of the All Star break, you were like. Oh, this team, yo, they're ready. They're fucking ready. They're fucking ready. Look at this July record we got. Oh, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Um, no, absolutely not. Dude, I because I I hate myself, I guess. I'm going to go, I'm getting a ticket to go to the fucking Astro series. Yep. It's not gonna be good, bro. We are not holy cow, you're going to the ballparks. Yeah, I know. Right? Um, I'm actually I'm gonna go to the Cascade concert too. Uh, there's a there's also a uh, there's a game that day, but I'm going to the Cascade concert, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be dope. So, <laughs> goodness gracious. Okay, so here's the thing. But you're you said, mad at me. You're mad at me for this. Yeah, uh, uh, Carrie, I was not. By the way, ignore him. I I, I was not. Um, Carrie's in the comments, which is always great. Um, the White Sox. It, correct me if I'm wrong. They're Six and nine since the All Star break. Six and nine. No, they have a winning record since the All Star break. No, oh, pardon me. They're six of nine. Pardon oh, me. Okay. I did not say that correctly. <laughs> like they're six crazy. of nine. They're they lost one against Colorado or six. Of they 10. lost one against Colorado. They lost one against. Well, they, they, this is so they've this lost one every series so far. <laughs> yeah, this is the fun part. Is that it they is lose six. the first game. And then they win the next, they sweep the rest of the series. Okay, so that's, six, that's six, trend, six right? of 10. Six of 10 with two against Texas coming up, right? Okay, this and is. And I got your hopes up. Cool, like, they're game, in a good spot. Four, it's a four game series against Texas. Two more coming up. Two more. So, oh, yeah, because we already played two. Dude, I completely forgot they won yesterday because of how how stupid it was. It was so depressing watching. Imagine if they had another bat in this lineup or a couple to supplement their offensive needs. Tom. Did you see? I'm I'm catching that anger. I I remember distinctly that you placed a bet um last night. Uh, what, what was that bet, Steve? That you bet on the White Sox for? Bet on the White Sox minus one and a half. Okay, everything. Ooh. Lined, everything lined up the way it should, right? The offensive yeah. lineup, the way yep. it's constructed, mm-hmm. is a lot stronger than it's been in, in previously, right? It's healthier, okay? Yep. Dylan Cease, Cy mm-hmm. Young candidate Dylan Cease mm-hmm. was on the mound and did his job. And on top of that, they were facing a starting pitcher with an ERA of seven. Yep. Coming got off run, of, got a run off of him. Got two caught, runs off of him. Coming off of a game where they should have, you know, where they struggled, they should have come back stronger. And they've been better in the second game of series um, in these three game sets and and beyond um, since the All-Star break. Nope, of course not. Fucking course not. They only scored two fucking runs. <laughs> Lost the bet. Won the game. Won the game. So o- Oler. What was Otto. his name? Otto. Otto. Yeah. Some, uh, some kid out of Rice. Yeah, he looked like he was from Rice University as well. Um, now, I'll, I'll say this, though. So this is exactly why, like these wins, that's exactly why I'm not like, I'm not saying the Sox are going to go to the 2022 World Series. It's just not fucking happening, bro. Like I've been watching, we've been watching this team 
This is a 500 team. This team's not built to be in the postseason. It's just not. Maybe they'll get there. Maybe. But, bro, we'd be fucking last place in, like, AAL East. Okay? Not last, fourth, whatever. We're not good enough to, to go to the postseason. And that's, I mean, I, I'm fine with that. Because we've got other years of control on the on the core, and I believe in the core. It's just, dude, it's not the year. You know what a lot of pundits were saying about the Atlanta Braves last year? The same exact thing. No, no, the Steve, same not exact the same. thing. Before the not deadline, the same, before exactly. the deadline, yes. before the deadline, right? Yeah. And what Rick Hahn could have done, and I'm gonna go back to Hahn, man. I'm gonna continue to rag him, despite us being the sons of Hanarchy. I'm going to rag him because he could have supplemented this lineup with more pieces. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he decided not to Jake Diekman. That's it. Pretty good. I'm okay. I am okay with Jake Diekman. Okay. I think it's a good move, man. Has I think not it, given up a run as a I White think Sox. it is a very good move to get there. rid of a guy that you were just going or there to trade a guy go. that you were just going to D or DFA anyway. Yeah, Exactly. The Get fact for that you had such a need mm -hmm. in the corner outfield positions at second base at DH and you are neglecting those second needs. Base, I dude, I at this point, at this point, second base is not a hole. Josh Harrison Josh has been is good. not an everyday starter. He's been I like, good, bro. I like in spots Josh Harrison. I like in spots Gavin Sheets. I like Adam Angle as yeah. a defensive replacement. Right. Okay, I hear and you. And as a last-ditch effort at the plate when, you know, somebody's injured, like Luis Robert. Yes, okay, but, I hear you. But they are not guys that you depend on Okay. in most situations on a playoff ball club. This team should be a playoff ball club, and Rick Hahn has not constructed a playoff roster. Dude, I, I need to set the record straight on all the Josh, Josh Harrison. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Josh it's Harrison. It's not slander. slander. It's yes, not slander. It, no, it is slander. It's you and everybody else on in this goddamn, you know, White Sox fandom sphere. Look, I, I also, I was mad at Josh Harrison, like, the second we got him. But looking at his last couple of months, bro, like, he's one of the better second baseman options in the league. In the last couple months, second base, you, you just like, we, we keep thinking like, uh, we got to fill this second base hole. We got to fill this second base hole. Second base is one of the sh most shallow positions in terms of major league talent in the fucking world, bro. <laughs> like second base is a, is for failed shortstops is what it is. Like th there's not a, an abundance of this phenomenal all-star talent I agree. I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you. So but Josh Harrison saying, is as good as it gets. Throw him in the fucking nine hole and fill the fucking right field. Correct. Correct. With Oscar right? Colas. The second. The second. I hate you so much. God. <laughs> you want to bring up a guy that's in Birmingham right now? Yeah, and, and that worked out really well when they brought up Lenin Sosa, right? It worked out really well when they skipped Double A to get fucking Andrew Vaughn up here. A little bit different when you're bringing up the best college hitting prospect that the White Sox have drafted since Frank Thomas. I cannot argue. <laughs> right. Right. 
And you're right, Harrison, you know, I'm breaking it down by the numbers. You are absolutely correct. I Over am. his last 30 games, 287, 339, 465. I will take that. Out it's of second good. base? Out of second base? That is good. That is very good. That's solid. It's solid, honestly. I would much I would much rather him take care of the outfield needs. Of like outfield Andrew, should be produced. Andrew Vaughn playing right field. Right a corner it's, outfielder needs to fucking rake. That's what they're supposed to do. Okay, not only just rake. Andrew Vaughn has the potential to rake, right? Yes. But we've seen him defensively. He's horrible. Very not good. He's one of the worst defensive right fielders. Yes. It in should the league. be. Dude, get, and he's not a right fielder. Hear me out. Hear me out. Every game, seventh inning, doesn't matter who's coming up next in the order. Adam Engel gets put in the game. Every fucking game. In what situations? Every situation. Every so, game. So they're down one and they inning. need somebody to actually hit a right-handed pitcher. Nope. Adam Engel's in the game. Yeah, Fuck it. I, I cannot. You're Dude, you want defense, bro. You got it. You fucking got it. You I get feel defense is great when you have a fucking lead and you've put up more than two goddamn runs. Hey, it works. It works. Yesterday they put Adam Angle in the game and they won. Rick Hans trying to construct anything, but Rick Hans trying to construct this lineup like it's two thousand five. Him and Tony must be in cahoots. They must love no. each other. No, because they are so far into the goddamn Stone Age. No, 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 no. Tony does not have power in that dugout anymore. There's, there's no way. The lineup's been too fucking consistent. <laughs> he's not. He's not doing anything anymore. You I, make a. You make a valid point. You make. A I valid think. Point. Well, you brought that up, and I think that's my that conspiracy theory. I can get behind. I think that the reins of power have been removed from Tony's hands. So, now can we talk about? Uh, I, I, we can take it two ways. Do you want to continue? You want you want the red pill or the blue pill? You want to be sad still, or do you want to talk about something happy? Let's. Stay sad for a minute, and then we can move on. I, I'd rather end on a lighter note. Okay. So sad still. Tim Anderson. Really, really bad this series. He's yep. got, like, more strikeouts than he's had all fucking season, it feels like, in these last two games. Uh, and wasn't good in the end of the KC series either. So uh, what's going on? Why Why is this happening? Steve? Tim's an Tim's an emotional player first and <laughs> foremost. I mean, we already know that. Yeah. Tim Tim is a very emotional player that that rides his highs very high, and rides his lows very low. We all we we all should know that after watching Tim Anderson play on this ball club for the last what seven eight years, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's when he started. Um, so we shouldn't be surprised by his cold streaks being cold. Um, one thing to think about, what if I told you that it's not just the last week? It's been his last 30 games. 128 at-bats, 32 hits, and a homer, which gives him a slash line of 250, 289, 305. Jeez. So he is a below-league average hitter uh, currently uh, over his last 30 games. Yeah. Not fantastic. Not what you want to see out of your leadoff guy. Um, not what you want to see out of a guy that is him and Abreu are really kind of the quote unquote faces of the franchise when it comes yeah. to your your starting nine every mm -hmm. day. I think the suspension is going to be great for him. 
You asshole. Hot take. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> he needs to sit. Yeah. Tell me the last time Tim Anderson really sat. Never, bro. Not this season. I mean, I mean, earlier on in the year. Remember like, when Ozzie Guillen was on NBC Sports Net yeah. ragging Tony in the front for office not starting for, him. for yeah. not starting him and giving him too much rest? He's young. He should be playing every day. Yada, yada, yada. Ozzie, this isn't the 80s, bud. Mm-hmm. Players are built different. Mm-hmm. Players are built to be really strong for shorter amounts of time. Mm-hmm. They are not built for durability anymore. Ain't nobody Guy, got endurance. Like, Ain't nobody needs it. <laughs> as sad as it is in the sport, there's a ton of athletes. So guys are expendable to owners, to management, to organizations, right? Shit. I didn't know you were going there, man. That's, I mean, it's true. But I know it's a ton deeper, right? It's true, but very sad. <laughs> so it's something, it's something to think about. If you want a guy to last, mm-hmm. there, there aren't Cal Ripkins of the world anymore, buddy. No such thing. Except I, for Jose Abreu, baby. Fucking tank, bro. Fucking come on. Even this guy doesn't even play 155 games a year. Let's be real. Dude. Is I, that what the numbers are going to be this year? I think he's... five games? Barring injury, he's going to play 155 games. Okay. I will I will bet you on that. You, you've you yeah. been begging for a bet from me recently. You've been so begging since, for a bet. Thank you, Kerry, for bringing this up. And I don't know if this is 100% true because he used the word like in it. But he <laughs> said uh, his weighted runs created is like 75 since he came off the I.O. Give Tim, honestly, I hope this suspension does one of two things. Gives him a rest that he needs and fuels the fire again. Yep. No, I, I mean, whether or not the suspension... like I. It should be like a two-game rest. Like he should get the suspension, and he should rest a game when he comes back. I'm gonna be honest. I agree. Like I agree, he needs he needs to take a beat because we've always known as the as Tim goes, so goes the Sox. So if he's gonna be you know at the top of the order, batting 250 and only hitting singles, that's not gonna cut it. It's just not. Whereas if he's batting three three thirty three forty. And hitting his singles with a couple doubles mixed in, that's what's going to get this team over the hump. And we're not seeing it. And I, I look, I'm not ragging on him because, you know, I don't think he's like a punching bag. I, I like, I don't trust him or anything like that. I think he's going to turn it around. But right now, bro, it is not pretty. And it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, we'll have this the pitching going good. And then all of a sudden you look up and they, they can't hit their way out of a fucking paper bag. Like it's Last just two games. Yeah. I mean, okay, so this was the happy thing I wanted to talk about, but it's kind of now tarnished with the sadness of the bats. Johnny Cueto goes eight strong, a complete game, you know, since we were on the road and lost. He he pitched the whole fucking game and got nothing to show for it. The guy, like, is the greatest. Talk about endurance. Talk about durability the old way. This guy can fucking just. He's got a rubber fucking arm. It's wild. Um, It's exciting. Uh, I love. I, and. Credit to Rick Hahn a little bit. Um, Rick Hahn's really good at these really small things. I think that's the thing. When when we look at it and we put it on paper, Rick Hahn is really good at the small moves mm-hmm. for the most part, right? The Johnny Cuetos of the world. Mm-hmm. The jo- even Josh Harrison's of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, the I mean, so far, Jake Diekman. Um, oh, yeah, he's man. able to kind of tweak these really small things and f- these minor, minute details just can't land the big fish. He really never does land the big fish. Um, so 
That's my criticism. And but yeah, back to Johnny Cueto. Dude's a workhorse. All time. Dude, dude is a workhorse. Oh, um, you use the word horse. I, I see what you did there. Um, I I can't sing his praises enough. He's been the second. I'll be honest. He's been the second best starter on this team this year. Best starter on the team. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, not not. I, the, I see says nothing on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, um, yeah. You know, Dylan Cease really arguably the best pitcher in Major League Baseball the last two months. <laughs> nothing on him. Arguably, he's he's 100% the best pitcher in baseball in the last two months. But I, I need to bring this up. I really like this is if you you cannot talk about Johnny Cueto without talking about this. This is a quote from James Fegan. OK, so he said it on. Yeah, he said it. There you go. So Johnny Cueto is on dealing with the frustrations from the team's struggles following his start. He said this. You have to be like a horse. Just keep your head up and in front of you trying to look for what is next. We are hoping to get into that good stretch, a winning stretch, and I think we have the team to do that. And uh, James added the note at the end here. He really loves horses. And you're fucking right. He loves horses. We need this, Steve. We need a horse in the bullpen that takes Johnny Cueto from the bullpen to the starter's mound. We need it. We just need it. All I can think about with that, that's like an excellent entrance. It kind of gives me, um, if you've ever seen seen the show Eastbound and Down, for those people who uh, listen to our podcast, I'm sure there's at least one Eastbound and Down former watcher. It's, uh, you know, Kenny Powers is this washed up former Major League Baseball player who ends up trying to make his way back to the Major Leagues, and he ends up in the Mexican League uh, pitching. And his entrance uh, out of the bullpen one day is like, there's fireworks shooting off everywhere, and he's got an American flag cape, and uh, he's he's doing like this, you know, he's suck it is his big thing. Um, uh, yeah, it's that that's. Johnny Cueto vibes right there for me. If he ever had that introduction, it would be absolutely fucking fantastic. Yes, except the Dominican flag and a horse, not not the American flag and the suck my dick. It would be. (laughs) But yes, I mean, like straight up, get some fucking fireworks out by the bullpen. Papow horse comes. Let him fucking charge out too. don't have him like trot with this horse. Like have him like galloping out on the field. Fuck the left field turf. Our fielders don't know how to play out the outfield anyway. What's a couple divots, you know, like have them charge out and then Dominican flag flying. Like, come on, man, just have fucking fun with it. Anyway, I'm sick. I like that's that is something I'm frustrated with with this team is like, you know, as much as we were sold this change the game team doesn't have fun. The team does not have fun. No, I they got to loosen up a little bit. And they were last year. I really believe that yes. they were a lot looser last year. Um, they were really loose two years ago. But what happened? Uh, oh, there's somebody that's 77 years old in the dugout. That'll kind of tone it down, won't it? Right, right. <laughs> Not great, Bob. Not great. Meanwhile, the fucking like Dodgers, as they're sweeping the Giants, are humping oh. each other in the what dugout. Were your, what were your thoughts on the Mookie <laughs> Betts celebration with the homework and the and the water or the homework, the uh, home run, the home run and the water bottle? Uh, Mookie Betts hits a dong and he comes into the dugout and then his teammates. I don't remember who it was, but there was three of them and they all seemed to do a emotion with some hip thrusts and hand jerking. Uh, and then somebody threw a water bottle onto. It was, it was very jerking off. 
It was definitely <laughs> jerking off, ladies and gentlemen. It was a circle, circle jerk celebration uh, from the Dodgers dugout. And <laughs> all I know is ML- I will buy the next version of MLB The Show if, if that home run celebration is <laughs> included in the game. There's there's a selling point right there. That's wild. That is absurd, first of all. But and then later on, there's fucking Justin Turner humping somebody else's cup with his cup. It's like, I don't know what's going on with the Dodgers. But look, like that's the shit. Like, that's a team that doesn't give a shit and is having a good time. Oh shit. But the Whites celebrate each other. I think like yeah, like they're not that. Once again, you can't measure this, but it, it seems like the guys just like obviously them underperforming as a team that's, as a whole a does not help part of it. That's all but, it's maybe the main factor, but still right, for sure. But when good things happen, celebrate each other. So Yasmani Grandal yesterday, Thank legging you. like first and foremost, his going from first to third on that ball that went off Simeon's glove was fantastic. The fucking game. Great fucking hustle. Um, Hey, hustle. Hustle and heart right there. TWTW out of Yasmani Grandal. Oh, and on top of that, he had a double down the line, right? Yes. He looks like he's running a lot stronger, by the way. It may not be fast. He's never been a fast guy, but he's running a lot stronger, which is good. <laughs> but he likes out that double. And Herb challenged him. Herb ab- fixed Yasmani. 100%. Herb, shout out to Herb Lawrence fixing Yasmani Grandal for his... Uh, his antics uh, with CHGO, where he uh, basically took a face dive into some pavement. It was mm-hmm. so good. Um, did report, you hear, by the way, what Yaz... Is that that, uh, that video circulated in the dugout. So that's why, again, Yasmani Grandal is better now because, not in spite of, because of Herb Lawrence. Yes, yes. Uh, Spaggin is in the comments here <laughs> saying that he can outrun Herb. I think he could definitely outrun Herb. Um, one is a professional athlete. And one is a, I don't, I want to give Herb the benefit of the doubt here, 35-year-old man um, who <laughs> has not sniffed, maybe pushing 40, who has not sniffed athletics, um, competitive athletics for well over a decade in his life here. Um, they, well, the, it's also science. They, 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 te- they, you know, did the runs, they, and the 90, 90 foot runs, and, uh, he did not get close to Yasmani's. <laughs> he Absolutely. Got close. He got close, but he did the not. The real question would be, can Tommy up. here outrun Yasmani Grandal? Not, not, not in the shape that I'm in currently. Bruh, <laughs> I like, isn't the run your socks off today or whatever? That's tomorrow. That is tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, we, I didn't sign up. I, I have too much life shit going on. I have not fucking ran, bro. I have not ran. I'm I got spiking. a spin bike. I got a spin bike in the basement. I just, I just got this. We, we so, need to hook up with uh, the the White Sox, uh, Chicago Bike Sox folks, and uh, yes, yeah, that's that's really what we should do. But um, stick of the Run Club. Run speaking, Club. Is- speaking of Yasmani Grandal, I do want to wrap up on this with Yasmani yes. Grandal, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's a, a tweet from at Jeremy Shy Sox, who is a guy who I actually met in San Francisco. I was walking around on the concourse, and he's like, "Hey, you're." Steve-O, right? Uh, at Drug Shy Sox. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice to meet you, yada, yada. Um, there was a really great crowd that showed up that San Francisco Yes, weekend. yes. But um, he tweeted out yes before yesterday's game. So this is pre-Yasmani's double and single yesterday. Um, or pardon me, double and walk. Um, mm-hmm. But he tweeted out, Yasmani is slugging 232 this season. Adam Wainwright's career slugging is 291. 
Adam Wainwright has a higher career slugging number than Yasmani Grandal has this season. Um, it's not good. That's wild. Um, insane stat. The dude is swinging a wet pool noodle. Like, it's not good. It's not. It's good right now. horrific. And I just want to like go back to Thursday and think about how he had runners on uh, up at the plate, mm-hmm. and and he got a hold of one. But I was like, launch angle looked good, contact looked good, and I was like. Is that going to drop for his? Is that going to get over the left fielder's head? No, it's like right at the left fielder. And he's just he's swinging a weak bat. I'm not really mm-hmm. sure what's going on. But, hey, this is where Frank Menachino, or actually a good hitting coach, comes into play and says, here's what's going on. Drive. Drive it. Use your hips and drive it or whatever. You know, I don't, I'm not a scientist. But my, my real problem with Yaz is that, you know, I fucking – benched Travis Darno in my in my fucking fantasy league to to pick up in order to pick up Yasmani Grandal and then he immediately went on an 0 for 20 streak it was like the second I put him on the starting roster he was like mm, not gonna hit fuck you so <laughs> like unbelievable man because I, I and I picked him up because I'm like second half Yaz second half Yaz is gonna be great it's gonna be a thing it's like August Abreu you should be able to count on it and yet here we are. So anyway, I don't know, man. I, I'm not about it. I'm not about like the team. I, I love them. I just don't believe in them for 2022. I be, I'm like fully committed to them being a great team moving forward. I'm going to blame you. I'm going to blame Fuck you <laughs> for putting a bug in Rick Hahn's ear and telling him not to be aggressive at the deadline. I, I, I'm glad he didn't mortgage a lot for this season. You Wouldn't can have do that to. next season. Wouldn't have had to. All right. Should we next go on a lighter note, Tom? Yeah, we need, we need, because you're mad at me for being a Debbie Downer. So, well, and usually what's funny is this segment, I'm not mad at you for being a Debbie Downer. I'm mad at you for defending Rick Hahn. But <laughs> um, usually this segment is usually not on a lighter note, but this week it is. Um, yes. And I wanted to. Take this segment, which we uh, normally do, called the Minoso Minute, um, and highlight the career of one said Mini Minoso, uh, because he is now a Hall of Fame inductee, um, and they celebrated him last weekend at the ballpark last Saturday, um, you know, with the Hall of Fame ceremony, as well as handing out the 20,000, or I should say, you know, 19,000 plus uh, Mini Minoso plaques because there were Derek Jeter plaques. Yeah, I saw, I saw there was a couple that were that's, that's wild. hilarious. Um, but yes, I know you got one of those plaques. Our college buddy Jameson apparently has a plaque for me. He's a Detroit Tiger fan. So He's he will be, be. <laughs> he will be giving that to me, apparently, uh, which I'm very <laughs> excited for. Um, but I just wanted to do a little monologue about Mini Minoso, if that's cool with you, Tom. Hit it. All right. Um, but yeah, since the last time we got together on the microphone together, Mini Minoso is now a Hall of Famer. And that's, uh, and forgive me if I mispronounce as well, because uh, Spanish is not my native tongue. Um, Saturnino Orestes Armas Minoso Arieta, or the Cuban Comet, Mr. White Sox himself, was born in Perico, Cuba, near Havana, the son of Carlos Arieta and Cecilia Armas. Uh, he started his career with the New York Cubans of the Negro Leagues before coming to the MLB. He was there for three seasons and actually played for the Cleveland, at the time, Indians. 
uh, now the Cleveland Guardians franchise, before coming to Chicago. Um, he was an all-star with Cleveland before an all, being an all-star with Chicago. He was the first Afro-Latino in the majors and the first player to break the color barrier for the White Sox. Uh, fun fact about Minnie Minoso too. Um, he, this is a guy who didn't just like get, you know, like was good later in his career, but made an immediate impact with this ball club. On May first of uh, of that season, he was called up to the White Sox. Minoso became the first black player for the White Sox, and he actually hit a home run in that first game to dead away center, 415 foot home run um, in Comiskey Park on the first pitch. Uh, of his first at bat first pitch first at bat and of course it's against the new york yankees which is even more iconic uh instant star maintaining a batting average over 350 throughout most of the first half of the season and finished the year with a 324 average that year which was second in the al him and willie mays are really credited for bringing uh the element of speed back into offense uh during this era um he was a two-time negro league all-star nine-time MLB All-Star. Um, he was a Negro League World Series champion, a three-time Gold Glove Award, a three-time AL stolen base leader, um, and those were three consecutive years that he was a stolen base leader. And obviously, the number nine is retired for the White Sox. And he was not just a statistically sound player, very good defensively, good contact hitter, had a lot of speed. This guy played five decades in Major League Baseball. He is one of only two players to ever do that. And as we know, he's meant a lot to the organization and the city of Chicago beyond that. Ironically enough, he spent a lot of his uh, retirement years living down in the Wrigleyville area. Um, and funny story, my dad was at a Cubs game one time with a bunch of his Cubs fan buddies. Goes to Sluggers afterward and guess he sits down and guess who's sitting right next to him to the right of him? It's Minnie Minoso. Just chilling there. Nobody bothering him. My dad's just absolutely floored, you know, shakes his hand, you know, conversing with him a little bit. And then on top of that, my dad buys a Sluggers cap. He signs it for him. The whole nine yards. Class act. Um and it just also reminds me of Chris Tannehill's stories of uh, bagging and uh, yes, bagging Minnie groceries. Minoso's groceries. <laughs> um, but, you know, my hat's off, obviously, to Minnie Minoso. And I think the Hall of Fame committee did uh, did him justice by inducting him this year. Um, in an excellent career and, you know, doing, you know, this is a guy that wasn't just good at the game, but just good at life. So mm. kudos to Minnie Minoso. Hell Hell yes. Hell yes. Um, that's, I mean, he, he's absolutely one of the, like, I, I'm not, I've never been a baseball like historian in that sense. Like I, I don't necessarily like revere the old game the way a lot of people do, you know, a lot of fans do, but I love Minnie Minoso, his story, his, who he was and what he yep. means to people like that matters. That matters so much. Plus, it's, it's just fucking it great says something like would post up at sluggers like oh a thousand percent you know <laughs> and it says something too when you know when Minnie passed in 2015 mm. barack obama made a public statement about it yes. saying that Minnie minoso will forever be in my heart mr white Sox. that that says that's, something right there that's a thing that's so a thing. i love that and it just goes to show the legacy that he had on this organization 
Hell yeah, dude. No, um, absolutely love it. And I, I am really glad you took the time to like put together a little, little something for him. Cause I, I basically was like, he's a hall of famer last week. <laughs> this is good. This is good. For uh, sure. For sure. And I mean, this it's, it's a started from the bottom story. You know, his, his mm-hmm. father was, uh, was a plantation worker in Cuba, um, yeah. on a sugarcane plantation. Um, and really, you know, Minnie was one of, I believe, uh, four or five kids and, you know, started playing baseball in Cuba. It scouted for talent and uh, immediately made an impact when he came to the America or when he came to, I was going to say the Americas, to the United States of America, uh, playing in the Negro Leagues first for three years and then uh, to Cleveland after that and then for the rest of his career with the White Sox. Hell yeah. I still think he should have gotten that at bat in the nineteen in nineteen ninety, but uh, you know, that would have been really funny. Sign him to a one day contract. Yes, they they were about to do it, but the players were like they were in the middle of like a, an actual playoff race. <laughs> so oh yes, it might not have been if they were losing. If that's if they were in a losing season in nineteen ninety, that would have been great. Facts. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. prof, prof is asking for a little nip slip. So there you go, Prof. You got it, buddy. This is why you tune in live. You get free nip slips. Well, from you. Um. <laughs> uh, okay. But hey, so uh, let's have some more fun. You know, uh, like I was saying before, is like I don't, I don't necessarily want to sell my, you know, put my hopes on this team, but I do want to have fun with the rest of the season. So buy yourself, Steve. You, you down for a game? Yeah, let's do it. Let's play a little buy or sell. So you've got you've got a few. I've got a few. You've got a couple more than me. So I want you to go first, and then I'll and then I'll go in on mines. Fair enough. Fair one, enough. One 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 right. one one. Yep. Whatever that. Whatever. Oh, you're saying let's bounce off of each other. You got exactly. it. So I'll start first. Uh, <laughs> White Sox one game. White Sox one game two of this series, and I was actually worried after they went down one. I started writing this when they went down one nothing. Uh, yesterday <laughs> so i was like they're gonna fucking lose this game too aren't they um <laughs> so i'm gonna spice this one up here socks finish this series winning three out of four do you buy it or do you sell it you know i actually i do buy this one i buy this because they're playing the rangers and their pitching is so bad it's so bad and you think that you know the they gotta they have to pick it up from here right um, the, the bats specifically, I, I think they, they, they finish, they sweep the, the remaining games and they get out of here with three out of four against the Rangers. I buy, okay. where are you at? Um, yeah, I'm buying it as well. Um, I think the White Sox go out and, uh, absolutely mess up Dane Dunning. Um, it's, it's I think gonna be Dane, hilarious too. Sorry. I think Dane, I think Dane Dunning is going to try and have some revenge game. Um, but it's not going to happen. I think this offense finally figures it out today. Um, plus, I'd be curious to know. I feel like our team has better night numbers than day numbers offensively, but I could be pretty sure that. that that I like. I feel that. I don't know it to be true either, but I feel that. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, Sunday might be a little bit of a struggle, but I, I could be Sunday wrong. fucking Tony's lineups. Sunday Tony special. Sunday fun wild. days. Fucking hell. So, uh, yeah, I think they'll win three out of four. It's just the, the, Texas is not good. They're, they're not, not good. They're as good as off, us offensively, which says something. Um, and they're way worse at pitching. 
So yes, the uh, fucking I think it was uh, Len Casper brought this stat up. I think it was Len Casper that he said they the Rangers have only 17 wins on the entire season when they've scored less than seven or six runs. So they they their records better when they score six or more runs. Yeah, no shit. But if they score less than six runs, they've only got 17 wins. One and I don't see this Rangers day, or two days ago. With I don't see this Rangers offense scoring six runs. They might score six runs the next two games combined. Not off, not off of us. Not off of us. Maybe right. against some fucking Kansas City Royals pitchers, but uh, not us. Anyway, uh, so we're buying that. Okay, so here we go. Um, is Abreu going to win his second MVP this year? <laughs> Mm, okay, okay. Joke, no, no. Right? I'm sorry. Yes, this is a joke. So. Yes, it's Sal, Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge would like a word. <laughs> yes, he would. And so would Julio Rodriguez probably. Or like 17 to 20 other pe people would also like a word. Yeah, um, Aaron Judge <laughs> is going to be the AL MVP this year. Sorry. Uh, okay, but um, actual question. Is August Abreu enough to lift this team to a division win? Him enough? No, I need some other guys to start. So I'm selling that. I, and yeah. I, it's not that Abreu doesn't, isn't going to perform or yeah. that his performance doesn't matter. It's that the rest of this team outside yeah, of him. what Josh Harrison needs to figure their shit out. Yeah. So I, I'm also selling, even though like, I, Oh, look, I'm a believer in August Abreu, right? Like mark your calendars. He's going to hit for power. And oh, for yeah. average. And Awoy. Awoy's been fantastic too. I can't Awoy's rag on Awoy. He's been know. very good. Yeah, but August Abreu is the absolute goat. If there was an MVP at the end of every month, he would be the August MVP holder for the rest of life. Um, but it's it's you're right. It's he he's been doing it all season and it's not been enough. So him going off on an absolute tear this month is just not going to be enough for the team to get over the hump. It needs to be Tim Anderson coming back to form. It needs to be Aloy continuing his power stretch. And it needs Yoan to be a representative player at the at the plate. <laughs> so um just yeah, get on base, awesome. dude. Just get on base. Oh, and Andrew Vaughn needs to tear the cover off the ball. That'd be nice. But that's it. Just just like six or seven players is doing better. <laughs> that's it. That's all we need. Oh, and Yasmani needs to hit a fucking bomb every once in a while. But that's it. That's it. Oh, and uh, Cueto can't fall off the table. He needs to continue to be a lot of things here. All right, <laughs> it's almost That's like it. it's it. almost like Rickon should have supplemented deadline. All right. Well, we do have Jake Diekman. Don't forget Jake Diekman. Speaking of Rickon, I'll go to that one next. I'm going to go down the list here. <laughs> okay. Rickon gets fired in the off season. Um, and we already talked about rebranding. So, do you buy that Rickon gets fired in the off season? Oh, that how about let's add the caveat: if they miss the playoffs, if they miss the playoffs, is Rick Hahn fired? No. Absolutely not. No. But why? But why? Um, because the real mistake is that Tony's in the dugout. And and you can make that argument to ownership. Whether or not they'll hear you out is another thing. But Rick Hahn is not, he's not going anywhere. Um, sorry. <laughs> yeah, and, a lot uh, of people say the same thing about Tony. That Tony's not going anywhere. Well, he's, if we miss the playoffs, if we miss the playoffs... There's right. only one solution to this problem. Fire them both. Fire them all. Fire everybody. Fire everybody except for Ethan Katz. <laughs> no, I th look like Kenny Williams has survived much worse. Rick Hahn's going to be here, bro. 
you know, it's not happening. Sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. I think I th I believe in Rickon. Okay, so <laughs> where where are you at on it? You think he's gone if we if we miss the playoffs? If we miss the playoffs. He absolutely should be. Should be right. That's a, that's not the same thing as will he be? I I'd, I'd say if I were to throw down betting odds, it's fifty fifty. Wow. Plus one plus one hundred odds. That's that he's crazy. gone. No, because he's trying. Remember, he's trying, and that's what matters, Steve. Is that he's trying. He's got a seat at the table. Anyway, um, <laughs> you're so upset. Okay, so <laughs> maybe you're not upset. Maybe you're just done with my with my bullshit. It's just disgusting. <laughs> okay, so buy or sell. We've got White Sox earn at least one more six-game win streak this season. Okay, so I don't know if I actually said this on the Believe in the Southside podcast last episode or if I meant to say it. But this team cannot gain traction. It's like they win two, they lose one. Like the, mm -hmm. there's no, there's no hot streaks, right? Right. And I'm not even saying this team needs a big hot streak in order to win the division this year, because I think Minnesota and Cleveland are really not that good. They're I don't not, think they're going to get a, another six game. Is that their longest of the year? Six. I believe so. I didn't check myself, but that's. What I don't. I, I don't think they're going to win six in a row. Yeah, I'm gonna sell it too. There's no way they're gonna they I and here's the difference between me and you. You say you don't think they need a six game win streak to win the division. I think they need at least a six game win. That's like such a low bar. I think they need at least a six game win streak to win this division. And I don't think they're gonna get it. It'll be it'll it'll make Unless it more comfortable. The last the last games of the season against you know uh, what was it? I think Minnesota. It's, they, Minnesota they, they, for sure is exactly. the last series, but I think the series before that is uh, San Diego. Yeah. Yes. So like that could be. Well, San Diego down the stretch is going to need to turn it up, but uh, but I think that could be our six game, like the last. That how hype would that be though? If that was the is that if that was what happened is that the last six games of the series the Sox sweep and get out. That'd be I mean, hype. I mean, I'd cream myself. I'd be so ready for the playoffs. <laughs> yes, yes. However, yeah, no, I, I definitely don't see I doubt it, it happening there. I but I see, I can see if they do, the White Sox aren't going to need to be like, we have to win two out of three against Minnesota, right? Yeah. So, but two out of three against Minnesota at the end of the year is going to be huge, I think. Bury them. Make sure that they can't finish the job playoffs. Finish the job. <laughs> anyway, All right. So back to you. Yep. Uh, Dylan sees being an AL Cy Young this year. Buy or sell. Oh, buy that. Buy that. He's going to make them look silly for not putting him on the all-star. I, I hope it's a Robbie Ray type of situation. I also yeah. got that moolah on Dylan sees winning Cy Young this year. So, which is pretty big deal. Yep. A yep. lot of folks, a lot of folks will make some good money off of that bet. Cause a lot of people yeah. bet on it. Carrie would say, our guy Carrie would say that I that's the kiss of death right there for me bidding on Dylan Cease to win the Cy yeah. Young. Uh, but you murdered him for that. Yeah, you absolutely killed the chances. No, I think that's I think that's absolutely a possibility, even a reality. He does the the thing about Dylan. The only downside with Dylan is that he does walk above walk people above league average. Um, so as long as those never bite him in the ass, you know, in a big game, he can just continue doing what he's doing and be absolutely dominant and get that Cy Young by a lot. It's possible. It's possible. I'm actually about to look it's up those. It's probable, walks. bro. It's probable. Um, you know, 
there have also been some really good pitchers in the AL this year too. I can't even lie, but uh, I think Shane McClant. I, I always mispronounce his last name. McClanahan. McClanahan. Thank you. It's McClanahan. <laughs> I always want to say McClennan. Um, McClanahan. I it, think no, is, is it McClellan. I'm so sorry. Shane Shane McClellan. Shane McClellan. Shane McClellan. Oh shit! <laughs> I like said it with such fucking confidence. <laughs> Incorrectly. <laughs> God damn it. Shane McClanahan, uh, you're right. Okay, I was right. Okay, yeah, yes, I was right. Okay, he's been he's been v good this year. So. He has been. He has been really good. Um, but uh, fuck him. No, he he's got nothing on C's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your next one, Tom. Just like, just like Hosmer said to to San Diego, go fuck yourself, San Diego. Go fuck yes. yourself. Shane. That was Man. a great fucking meme. <laughs> No, I uh, and yo Hosmer had every right to say that, uh, and <laughs> wow, it's like such a disservice to the guy to be like, go play for the Red Sox now. Anyway, it's total sidebar. Um, so buy or sell, Steve. Um, you get COVID by the end of the week. Buy or sell. Wow. <laughs> I'm I'm hopeful. You know what? Just to speak it into existence, I'm selling. Sell selling, it. baby. Sell that. If I get the Rona. But if I get the Rona, guess what happens with that? Oh yeah, that stay that's in my body forever. If I get the Rona, um, there's um, <laughs> oh man, I got too much shit going on this week for that to happen. No, yeah, selling that on your behalf as well. Anyway, back to you. That's that's all you, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Walk numbers are not great for Cease this year, but that's fine. Can't hit him. It's fine. Um, you can't touch him. Speaking of another pitcher, Michael Kopech. Do you buy or sell this? Michael Kopech finishes the year with a higher. ERA, so a worse ERA than he currently has right now. Do you buy that or do you sell that? Unfortunately, I'm going to buy it. Um, he is and, currently at a 312 ERA. Yeah, I think he's he's trending the opposite direction. I think he ends a little closer to 37, 38. Uh, and that's not, it's not bad. That's not a bad ERA. But I don't think that, I, I think mainly he hasn't, gone this deep in a season ever as a starter and this it's not a knock on him it's just he hasn't done it before and i i believe in him like for next season in in a big way but right now it's just you know we all know his velo is not quite where it's at where it's where he's used to it being and this part of the season is when you you rely on you know some of your gas just to get through a start or two that you're not you don't have your best stuff and you can't gas it by folks like you used to, Michael. So, so I'm just I'm thinking I'm thinking it's gonna go a tick up. You know, I've been record I've been on record saying this. I'm not upset about his velo not being like what it used to be. You know, he's becoming more of a pitcher. He's not just a thrower anymore. Yeah. Um. The the four seamer. Um. I here's the thing: is the four seamers vertical movement. Um, is a little bit down this year, but the sliders vertical movement um, is up. Uh, the changeup um, is has been not fantastic when he's using it. Um, if we want to even say he's using it, he really isn't. Yeah, he is. Yeah, um, he it's more <laughs> the thing is like he needs to develop another pitch. That's my biggest thing with Michael Kopech down the stretch, right? And Fast down the down the road, curve kind of question mark. What's that? Oh, a curve slider curve. It's more fastball slider curve. You know, he's going to have to develop a curveball. That's for sure. 
Um, he like has one, but it's anyway. Right, right. And that's another pitch that he's not using. So, I mean, the K rate is down. That's my biggest thing with Kopech. Okay, the yes. vast fastball VWO is fine. The spin is fantastic. He's got some of the best movement on the fastball in all right. the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got to limit the hard contact, and he's got to start getting more whiffs and Ks. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think 3.12 ERA is sustainable with his current stuff. Right. Um, I think it's he's like not more, fooling anybody. I think it's more like 3.5. Um, yeah. And, I mean, the thing is, too, like in regard to fooling, um, he's also walking a ton of guys. He's walking more guys actually than ceases per nine. Mm-hmm. Um, not by much, but he is. Um, Which is a lot. Right. It's in the bottom 10th percentile of the league for Kopech. So pretty, so, good. pretty good. Not great. <laughs> not great, Bob. Um, so I uh, I would say with uh, with Michael Kopech, the case is out. Um, three five, three six ERA for the year. That was solid, especially considering this is his first full year being a starter. Oh right? yeah. Oh, like, yeah. think about that. Like people, yeah. people who are like, Cease is going to be so much better than Kopech. Look at what's going on right now. Look at how long it took for Dylan Cease to figure it out. Yes. People were wanting to write off Dylan Cease last year. Oh, big and be and be like. You know, this dude's not going to figure it out. He's too fastball heavy, yada, yada. He's got wiffle ball shit. He's got I wiffle mean, ball shit. <laughs> like, right. I meant the mental midget comments about Dylan Cease and how so he couldn't mean. pitch in big games. So and very mean. Third time through the order, yada, yada. I mean, Michael Kopech has his issues right now, too. He's just going to need time to figure it out. This guy is young. Both these guys are young. Kopech's 26. Okay. Mm-hmm. Leave it at that. Something I think about a lot and have thought about a lot recently with these guys is that, you know, there's a common expression in the business world that it's like you need two years on a job before you actually master something. You can't master something before two years on a job. No matter what you do, no matter how many hours you put in, it takes two years. And that's his first, first year being a true starter. That's exactly Keep that it. in mind, folks. You're just you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to and yes, they've been playing baseball their whole life, but they've not been mm-hmm. a major league baseball player with the White Sox doing that role yeah. their whole and life. I and I know you can't measure this, but Kopech is just he's a competitor. Like he goes out there and when he gets in jams, he gets himself out of those jams. That's why that ERA is a three point one two. Yes. Right now. Yes, he fucking I love seeing that deals and that's I, I think about that in, in the sense that he could be a big game pitcher because he when the lights are on, he fucking de- does what he has to do. And by the yep. way, Yon Mankata's like batting is really fucking shitty right now and has been for most of the season, but he does produce at a pretty high clip with runners in scoring position. Yes, he has. And runners on base too this year. His numbers have been well above, above league average in both of those uh both of those categories. So he's my sleeper for a big hit in the playoffs. If we get there, he's my sleeper. Yep. So anyway. Um, okay. Buy or sell, Steve. Uh, Jake Diekman is better than Aaron Bummer ever was. Than ever was? No. I'm selling that. Um, currently, yes, because Bummer isn't sniffing the field. Um, oh, so you admit it. Jake Diekman was a great move at the deadline. They needed a lefty. 
I, I, I've been saying so that you since do Crochet. Love Rick I've been Hunt. saying that since Crochet went down. They need a lefty in the pen. Um, and so you and uh, do love Rick Hahn. I knew and uh, what's his fucking face is not uh, not what's the answer. Yes, what's his fucking face? Who's the guy Tyler who's Brick button up shirts don't fit? Oh, Tyler Tyler Banks. Is Tanner it? Banks. You Tanner can't Banks. even say. Oh, oh, I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Tyler Banks? Agent, I, he, Agent Tyler Banks. Here. He doesn't even fucking exist. <laughs> um, no, Jake Diekman at his best is not better than Aaron Bummer at his best, but Aaron Bummer at his best is um, yet to be seen in the yeah. last. I mean, yeah. yeah. Calendar year. So, yeah. That's another thing. Next year we get Bummer back. Well, Kopech will be on his second year. Well, of- man, hopefully we get Bummer back before then. Um, yeah, true. He, 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 maybe September. Which is still sad. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. <laughs> exactly. Okay. All right. Uh, do I have one? I have one more for you. You know yeah. what? I want to end on this one. So you throw me your last one first. Okay, sure. Um, so this is a super random one. And it's only because I was thinking about, you know, we're playing Texas in Globe Life Field, right? So this is, it's kind of a hot take kind of a situation here. So buy or sell the White Sox get a new park. Before sell the Chicago Bears get sell. Park. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm selling it too. But it's 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 just funny looking around the league at like teams like the Braves who didn't have you know Truist Park is their old park wasn't that old you know they got a new park location um, location location Global Life Field that that park was not as old as the so- as Sox Park. And they got a new park, mind you, global warming. And they were in Texas, Dallas with an open air stadium. It's fucking so stupid. Like it, it, it was 102 yesterday in Dallas while the game was going on. If that game was outside, you'd have fucking heat strokes. Oh, my God. Imagine Giolito or Kopech pitching in 102 degree heat. There would just be like a puddle underneath them. <laughs> like You'd have to yeah. feed them, give them a camelback on the mound because they. They just sweat so much. Also, anyway, Globe Life is their new park, by the way. The old one is uh, Arlington, uh, the ballpark at Arlington. Yeah, or uh, Choctaw Stadium. Oh, that's what it's called now. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's not. It's no longer called Globe Life Park. No, what? what, The new one? The new one is Globe Life Field. Oh, okay. I thought the old one was Globe Life. No, the old one was the ballpark in Arlington, aka Choctaw Stadium. Now is the name of it. Well, whatever. Um, what was the? It, it's Truist Park now. It was Turner Field. The uh, the Braves. Turner Field was the old one. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So, but like, look, we're sitting here with the fucking. We got a name change on ours, guaranteed rate field. But we we don't get a new stadium. I don't think it's gonna happen. But um, do you no, think? No, no. The, the bear. The, and the Bears need to move, please, for the yeah. love of God. Make Soldier Field like that concert venue, yeah. like t- multi-purpose. Yes. Please and thank you. Yeah, and and not to say anything about Soldier Field. Soldier Field's great. It's just not. It's not an NFL stadium. Hey, you want hot take, Tommy? We got hot takes bag in the comments. White Sox move to Soldier Field before they get a new park. White Sox move to Soldier Field before. That's that's it's hot. That's hot. That's a hot take. Uh, I, would, I would I would hate that. I love Bridgeport so much. I uh I would love that skyline in the background and i would love being closer to the lake i think because i think that that would make for really interesting ballpark dynamics it would it would become a pitcher's park immediately 
you ever taken public transit to a Bears game? Oh no, it would be bad. Yeah, it, like I've yeah. I have done that, and it's it's not good. So that's there's a lot of detractors from going to the park or, or making Soldier Field the park, but. The skyline, bro. The skyline. <laughs> the skyline, it. You know what? Really fixable situation for the White Sox. Some idiot could have just turned the field. What? That's what they should do. They should install a device underneath. They should do two things with guaranteed rate field. They should install a device that can turn the, that you turn the stadium, just like uh, you just lift it and turn it. You know. 90 degrees and then you put a roof on it too or uh, or a retractable you know whatever situation those would be the two fixes my goodness big dream all, i don't want to move it i just want to i just want to do like several billion dollars of it <laughs> of updates to it anyway right. okay that's last that's last buy or sell i cannot believe that we've been talking for almost 75 minutes um well we're having a good time we're having a good time indeed um <laughs> i gotta wrap up on this and i'm going to throw you under the bus again if you don't answer this question correctly, Tom. Yeah, go off. Do you buy or sell the White Sox making the playoffs? The silence, man. The oh. silence. Silence is violence, my friend. <sighs> Do I buy or sell them making the playoffs? Um, They're two games back right now, Tom. Two games. That's it. Yeah. Um. There's no way there's they're this bad offensively, right? For they the rest are, of the year. Look, there's no way. Dude, it's been over a hundred games. There is a way because this is who they are, bro. I um I I'll 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 buy that they get it to get into the playoffs. Let's go. That's what this I like way. to hear. <laughs> I'm getting you back on the train. <laughs> I'll buy that they're in the playoffs. Um, I, I like the formula that they've had recently where it's like they're not soup, they're not going on a streak, but they're getting the job done. They're winning the series that they need to win. And if you win every series from here on out, it's like a 600, 660 winning percentage, and that'll get it done. But I did the but, math. I did the math. Okay, I'll let you go butt first. But I don't like it. Anyway, continue. <laughs> If they keep doing two out of three and, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, there will be some where they, you know, sweep and then yeah. there will be some where, you know, they only get one out of three, right? Yeah. The math still adds up there. Two out of three every series on average gets them to 91 wins at this point. The White Sox should really win or should win 91 games and 91 games should win them the division. That's that is an incredibly high ask. I think they're going to end at like. 80, 84 wins, 85 wins. That's not going to, I don't know if that's going to win the division. I don't think so either, Steve. Well, that's, it ain't going to be a wild card team either. No, with it's not. A, wins, so. But 80, 84, 85 wins might win the shittiest division in the history of divisions. And that might be where we're kind of at, is what I'm thinking. That might be the AL Central this year. Yes. They're so, they're so not good. <laughs> Final Dude, thoughts, Tom, as we wrap this thing up. Thoughts, yes. Okay. Um, zip zap kazoo. Uh, oh, God, no. It's always <laughs> I, explain this really quick before we. No, I, I was I was basically doing this to piss Steve off, and there was a uh, there was a uh, the Buccaneers, the uh, the Pirates, their uh, their 
broadcaster, there was a double play ball to get out of a like a tight inning, and he said, "Zip zap kazoo, the Buckos have turned two. And I thought it was the fucking funniest thing in the world. And uh, Steve's not having it. Uh, also, so. no, the the Buckos, sure, but you just called them the Buccaneers. Yeah, Tom Brady plays for the Pirates. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Buccaneers. <laughs> the Buckos, they call them the yeah, Bucks. No, zip, yeah, no. Zip zap kazoo is not my thing. That's a little eccentric for me. Um, yeah. And I'll I, be if we next time we are in the seats and we see next time we're watching a game at all and there's a double play. I'm gonna throw that in your face. Well, hopefully the Houston series, right? <laughs> Oh my God, dude. I don't, I'm a masochist. I, that's the only thing I can think of that I, would make me want to go to that game. I should never, after what we saw in the ALDS, I should never watch the Astros play the White Sox ever again. Right. But and you, I am. And that was also, the Houston game was also the game that you suited up last year. Yes, that's true. So I've seen, I've seen the Astros come through and stomp us on multiple occasions. <laughs> Makes I'm, sense. I'm going to bar you from the ballpark. I'm going to make sure that you do not enter the ballpark that during day. during a uh, during a Houston game. I should not be. Allowed. I'm going to make sure I get you just absolutely pissed drunk so that you don't make it into the ballpark. <laughs> That's funny. That's a funny idea. Okay. Anyway, um, those are my final thoughts. Where are you at, Steve? Um, I'm thinking you just wrap wrap us up with our our final phrase because I I got a I got a funny one for you. Oh boy, zip zap kazoo. Uh, <laughs> zip zap kazoo. <laughs> okay, uh, so in Han we trust. Find a new GM. We must oh, have a good one, on. everybody. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> bye bye. That's funny.